What's up, guys? Darren Meenan here. I always forget to say my name, so I'm going to start off with that. Darren Meenan here, out here on Long Island. Orange Blue Thing, Season 2, Episode 31. Chit-chatting about the Mets and whatever, whatever you guys want to talk to us about. I got Tim Riley back in the co-host chair. What's up, Tim? It's good to be back here. Absolutely. And yeah. I, I hear you actually got to work from home today. So, I did. Uh, that was a nice perk, working you, remotely. Gave you, me the chance to come back to Long Island. You weren't trekking away on the Long Island Expressway, which has been uh, letting people down left to right, not only pretty much all the time, but lately with all the rain and everything. So we'll get to that in a little bit yeah. about City Field's uh, rain delay on Tuesday. What's up, Lizzie? Hey, guys. Uh, give us a call. 631-388-5195 is the number to call. We also <laughs> are giving away two free gift cards to the Seven Lions website tonight. If you're watching live, retweet if you're watching on Twitter. Share if you're watching on Facebook. Also, uh, you were on Periscope, but if you're watching that, you're probably on Twitter as well. It's been quite a week. You haven't been here in two weeks. Last yep. week, we did the early show on Thursday. Thir last Thursday night, Lizzie and I, Drew and Kelly, and a bunch of uh, fans from the Seven Line Army went out to uh, the barn to uh, hang out and watch Chris Wade fight, and he did come back with the victory, so he did move on to the playoffs. I don't know if you know much about the, the format yeah, for I the don't. PFL. I'm not a big UFC guy overall, MMA, whatever it is. I, I haven't been to the new barn either. Wow. Well, yeah. they didn't change much. I mean, the outside looks pretty different, but whatever. So uh, PFL, if you guys want to look it up, it's a, it's a league. So each year it, it starts fresh, just like baseball. And, you know, a championship moves through the ranks, through the rounds. You move up, and then they're all competing per weight class for a million dollars. And oh, he, wow. he moved on to the playoffs. So uh, shout out to Chris. I don't know if he's watching, but uh, yeah, his, his next fight's going to be in October, I believe, I think in Vegas. So good luck to him. Uh, it's a big deal, a million bucks. Yeah, right? Not bad. <laughs> That's legit. Well, it's, and it only starts with 12 guys, and he moved to the playoffs, so it's a 1 in 12 shot for a million. Yeah, that reminds me. You ever seen the movie Warrior with Tom Hardy? No. Nah. That it's movie a, is awesome. Yeah, that sounds very much like that. You would love that movie. It's great. Is it new? No, it's old. It's probably yeah. like 10 years old. Oh, yeah, really? I got to yeah. check it out. That might, that's probably my favorite Tom Hardy movie. It's yeah. awesome. Well, you I are, you are a, a fan. It's a really of, good movie. Lizzie hasn't watched it yet. I keep telling her, but you, you watched Rough and Rowdy on Sunday. I did. We were texting each other throughout it. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. I love it. Rough and Rowdy. <laughs> uh, that, that might be the best thing Barcel does right now is Rough and Rowdy. Like him or not, Rough and Rowdy is. You know, it's funny, so too, because like, I got the survey afterwards because I bought it and I got yep. the survey Monday morning asking, you know, feedback or whatever. Like, what was your favorite part? And I was like, well, there really is no favorite. It's like the entire package. But it's funny that you say you're not into like other like UFC or MMA or whatever. Yeah. But like you watch boxing. See, I'll order like championship fight. Even that like when Mayweather is fighting, I would watch those. Yeah, but yeah, besides yeah. that, not really. I'm not a huge fight guy overall. But it's I'm, funny it's that you are into that because it's, yeah, it's it, more about it, the comedy. It feels like it's, a, you know, it's underground, almost like uh, street fighting. Yeah. It's yeah, like yeah. Two of <laughs> my buddies decided to get in the ring and fight. That's what it is. So that's the storylines behind it. I like more. Yeah. yeah, yeah more yeah, than yeah. guys actually train. While you're right, you into wrestling. I love it. Oh, do, like, yeah. like the modern WWE day stuff, stuff, not as much. You know, modern day stuff here and there, but the vintage stuff, early 90s, like I Did you it. see what the Mets announced today? No. They're doing a WWE night. I got a text from Kurt Hawkins a little while ago. Oh, really? Uh, they're doing a WWE night sometime soon. So I know a lot of people that, that sit with our crew are yeah. into wrestling, so I'm sure they're going to eat that up. But I guess it's like a meet and greet with autographs and a special ticket. And I don't know. I don't know much about it. I got to read more into it. But if you're watching this now and you're Sounds into that. Sounds exciting. <laughs> Lizzie's not a fan, obviously. Uh, <laughs> if, if you watch the show, you you know that she's not. Sure. You love it too. Oh, I, it's it, it is absolutely my guilty pleasure. You're in the minority. Like <sighs> I put something up last year, um, something with the Rock or whatever, and it was and it was a blog post, and ended up getting. I think I you did remember it. that. I you wrote, wrote that. I wrote it. <laughs> or I told you something <laughs> yeah. happened the night before, though. Or something happened. I was like, who yeah. wants to write or, or whatever? Maybe Ernie threw it to you, but like you wrote something, and it got like the most clicks of like yeah. the week or whatever. And I went into Lizzie's office. I was like, see? Because she hates it. She hates on it all the time. Like, how do we get people to stop doing wrestling chants? I'm like, who gives a fuck? Like, they're watching yeah. baseball. They're enjoying it. I don't care. It doesn't matter in my life one way or the other. But uh, Lizzie hates on it. 
And uh, it's funny that you're you're here and you also are a big wrestling guy. Yeah, so. one of the best live events period I've ever been to. They had WrestleMania in New York like five, six years ago. Me and Jer- was it in Jersey? In Jersey in MetLife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, we grew up, we were diehard. We used to dress like Rowdy Rowdy Piper. It was like our thing, running uh-huh. around. We're like, all right, it's in Jersey. Like, let's just go check it out. We were kind of timid about it. What do we wear? You know, we just wore street clothes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's dressed up in characters, but, <laughs> but the crowd is electric. Like, it is crazy. Yeah, they it's like cosplay. So like, you know, yeah. it's, uh, what do they call What's that? Uh, uh, Comic-Con, but like, yep. you dress Very up Very much, as, yeah. I have a piece of Hulk Hogan's shirt from the 80s in uh, MSG he ripped it and threw it into the crowd and at the oh, time yeah. I used to watch WWF a lot and my mom was friends with this guy that owned a, a local business and he used to have it hanging up on like a um, behind the register on a um, like a picture frame and I would talk about it all the time He's, he finally yeah. was like here stop talking about it just g- he gave it to me I don't know where it is but uh, pretty <laughs> oh, cool you, uh, <laughs> you, you can't end the story like that I don't know, I don't where, know where it is, it is yeah. but it's oh. somewhere in my parents attic somewhere uh-huh. anyway let's uh, cheers uh, to another week drinking this fabulous beer from Oyster Bay Brewing Company Cheer, what do you got there? You I got, got the, the, barn, uh, the rocker. barn rocker. I'm drinking the Alexa. Lizzie's got the peach back there. Yeah, it's good. I popped into the brewery on Tuesday. That was good. My and I got, time. you saw the photo of our fridge, obviously. Yeah, and it's jam-packed. Oh, it's got like one of everything. Yeah. So so I think her name was Heather behind the bar and uh, hooked us up with basically one of everything. So pop on into the brewery if you're around or even if you're not around, make a special trip out to Oyster Bay, 36 Audrey Avenue. They're doing a special $5 pints during any Mets game. So they have, I think, like seven televisions in the um, in the uh, the tasting room area. And if, if there is no game on, you just want to go pop in. It's also a dollar off anytime. Just mention that you watch OABT, Orange and Blue Thing. They should know about it behind the bar. And uh, they'll hook you up. So definitely pop in. Shout out to those guys. And also, if you drink beer and you go to baseball games, they are located in uh, sections 133 and 416. They have the Barn Rocker at City Field. I don't know if that's the only beer they have there, but they have the Barn Rocker in City Field. And Makes sense. You got the baseball player on but there. But what's funny is the Barn Rocker came out because of the Islanders. Sure. And, you know, the Barn, Nassau yep. Coliseum, whatever. It had the Long Island with the little dot there for to show Nassau Coliseum. Yeah. When they partnered up with Aramark, I guess, in the Mets, they changed the can. Now it says Barn Rocker with a baseball player on it, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but it's pretty cool that it's like a custom can for the ballpark. Got to cater to your audience. Yeah, yeah. And, but look at where the star is. It also has the star where Queens is. Smart. So it's, it's pretty cool. Even the back, yeah, they got the underline is the baseball bat. Yeah, yeah, pretty oh, cool. Oh, cool. Yeah. So if you're, if you're a beer drinker and you go into the stadium, try uh, Oyster Bay. We obviously approve. So um, besides baseball, I don't really know much about Well, now I know you like wrestling, but are you a football guy? Yeah. So are you Giants, Jets? I am actually a Dallas Cowboys fan. No way, really? Yeah, I root for all New York teams except for the Cowboys. It's How kinda, come? It's my dad's thing. My dad always kind of, he always talks about growing up. There wasn't like localized cable yet. It wasn't like you got just the Jets or Giants for right, right, right now. Right. At the time, they were America's team. America's Game of the Week was almost always like the Cowboys, the Steelers, and the Vikings were the big teams at the time. So he just grew up. He kind of went against his family a little bit there. Most of them are all Giant fans. One of them's a Vikings fan or the brothers. Yeah, they kind of all went in different directions there, and he, he kind of stuck with it. I just root for anything my dad does. Yeah. I, we didn't, I didn't mention art at all. I, w- I always think I was too nervous, too, when I was younger, especially there. Now, so yeah, now I'm just Cowboys. I think that, that, that football, more than any sport, is, is, is kind of like that. It's yeah, less the regional. Fantasy. The fantasy right, stuff, right. especially. Right, no, right, I don't right, even right. for teams anymore that people watch just for stats. You look right. at a stat board now. It's crazy. Yeah, e- yeah, even yeah. at stadiums, they have boards that are not, not even the scores. It's just scrolling fantasy football really, stats. Really, really. Yeah, it's like a new I'm feature. in a football game. Actually, last year I went to a Steelers game. I was on a bachelor party down in... in uh, in uh, New Orleans, which was great. Nice. But um, yeah, I mean, I you know I kind of became a Jets fan like 
I don't know, eight years ago for whatever reason. Like I root for the Jets. My I friends do, like them, yeah. and you know, I started going to games and watching at the local bar and stuff. Yeah. But I don't really get into it as much anymore. But I know the the Giants playing tonight, Jets playing tomorrow. I think they have like four or five preseason games, and they get back on it back in September. So whatever. If you're watching that, I think it starts in like an hour. Um, other than that, did you see the news about, I don't know, three hours ago, the Players Weekend, which is the second year the MLB is doing this. It's the Players Weekend. Yeah. And uh, the Mets are actually the team that got selected to play this year. So the Mets and the Phillies are playing in the, like, the honorary Players Weekend game. It's a, I think it's Sunday. I have, the, I have it up here on the screen. Uh, I think it's like Sunday night, I thought. Sunday the 19th, I believe, the Mets versus the Phillies. And uh, the pretty cool thing about it is the Players Weekend game is only for the Little League players and their families. So it's August 19th. It'll be on ESPN at 7 o'clock. Uh, I don't know if that's a typo or not because I think the se- – well, maybe they're doing it for the kids. Yeah, the, that makes usually sense. Usually Sunday's the 8 o'clock game, so maybe they're doing Which it an hour many. earlier. The Red Sox-Yankee game this week went to like 12.30 Sunday night. Did it really? Yeah, that's, that's absurd. So the the also the cool thing about it is there are different players that are selected to be the um, like the ambassadors for this whole weekend. So the youth ambassadors this year uh, include our own Brandon Nimmo. So that's really cool. I mean, obviously the guy that wins the Hard and Hustle Award, yeah. and you know, obviously. I say obviously a lot, which I've noticed now that I watch back when I cut up these things. But the um, now I'm listening for it. All you time. know, no, I say obviously all the time. Ding. And we just say shout out all the time. Last week, did you hear that that phone call? The what was her what, what was her name? What are the not, yes? She says shouty. Yes, she was not saying. shout out. Yes. I, I liked it, like shouty to you. Yeah, okay. kind of like that. Anyway, so Nimmo, obviously, if you're gonna have any representative from the team to uh, represent a weekend like this, a guy that hustles so much and kind of plays the game where we would hope more players would play, yeah. would be. Uh, a good guy to have out there. But smile on his face. It makes sense. He's the logical choice. The yeah. only choice, really. Yeah, yeah. And if you're watching this, if you're listening afterwards, we uh, have it on the screen here. Tim Healy, I think he works for Newsday, screenshot some stuff from the MLB website. So the cool part about it, what they, they try to let the, the players uh, you know, express their personality a little bit more on this weekend. They're a little bit more lenient with the jerseys. You can have any name you want on the back as far as a nickname is concerned. Uh, guys that really like to go outside the box, like Jacob deGrom, are just getting deGrom. So he's not, he's not really doing anything too fancy there. I mean, a few words. Yeah, he lets his arm speak for himself. I don't think Judge is doing it either. So Judge is just getting Judge, and DeGrom gets DeGrom. But, you know, some guys get a little creative there. Jerry Blevins has Jerry, 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 kind of like Jerry Springer. He should have got Hello, Jerry. It must be screen printing because there's no way you could fit you know, three, uh, five, 15 letters with spaces and dashes and all that. I think the max on the seven-line army jerseys is 11. 11. So whatever. It must be some, like, special either screen print or whatever. But uh, DeGrom, Barrel for Philip Evans, Katir or Katire. I, I'm not sure if I'm saying that right, for Wilmer Flores, Todd Father for Frazier, G-Man for Gaselman, uh Lucimi for Guillaume, Ajax for Austin Jackson. You know, nothing too crazy here. Joey Bats obviously got Joey Bats. Uh, what else we got here? Nimmo got Nims. I noticed that uh, last year Matt's got uh, something weird. I don't know what he got, but this year he got like Matsy or something like that. So whatever. If you're into that, pop on over to MLB's site. I think they sell the jerseys. I don't know if they're up for sale yet. I got one last year with just my name on it, uh, meaning the um, not you know not Darren, not D meaning whatever. Just says my last name on it. But Majestic sent one over. I don't know if you can customize them or not. I think it was just maybe that was a special. I think you gift. should be able to have that support of these. Yeah. I mean, why not? You yeah. know, if they're if they're trying if the fans are into it and, right. they, and they're trying to sell jerseys, why not? But give us a call 631-388-5195. We're gonna be talking about Harvey. We got some stuff coming up about the Grom, Vargas, Miami this weekend. Um, if you want to chime in, give us a call. Also share the show if you're watching on Facebook. Just click that little share button. Retweet if you're listening or watching. 
running right now on Twitter or Periscope. You will be in the running for a $20 gift card towards the end of the program. Uh, do you have a nickname? Like a favorite number? Favorite number? Favorite number is eight. For yeah. any reason? or It was my uncle's number, and it kind of stuck with me growing up. I don't know if it was a Carter thing or... Yeah, nickname, I didn't really have one. Yeah, just kind of like Riley. Yeah, yeah. For, like, I mean, my coolest moment ever. I worked for a golf company, told you that. And Tiger Woods once called me Riles. So that's been like my highlight. That yeah, someone yeah, called yeah. me Riles. I was like, All right, only my close friends call me Riles. And I was just <laughs> there. Like, that's for, I don't really have one besides that. Well, each year when the jersey, like, you know, for the Seven Line Army, uh, obviously we get to, I just say obviously again, we get to customize our jerseys each year. Um, <laughs> yeah. But. That's to be the new drinking game, right? <laughs> Obviously, take a sip. Yeah, the you know, there's a lot of creative ones out there. I just go stock with my last name. I always felt like it was weird to have your last name on a jersey for the like yeah. a Mets jersey with your name on the back when yeah. you don't play for the Mets. Obviously. Uh, again, obviously. Uh, so <laughs> now I'm noticing I'm going to try. Wow. Like, I say it a lot. You, you do? I do? Yeah, I notice I say it like a whole lot. <laughs> I, I say that instead of like but or um, which is weird. Anyway, so <laughs> I was going to say it again. The uh, I don't even know where I'm going with this. Oh, yeah, that's what it is. So when we started coming out with our jerseys, which I'm going to talk about why I'm even getting to this topic in a second, the... Um, since there are jerseys and we don't sell them separately, we you know customized, and the players don't wear them. It's just made spe specifically for us. I feel like it's okay to have my name and number on the back. But we just closed out our submission process for next year's jerseys. So we put up a blank canvas, like a white jersey, and obviously you get the customized ones from the people out there, the little jokesters on Twitter to write back, sell the team, and all this other stuff on it. Yeah. Uh, but we did take it serious, and we got dozens of submissions. And uh, shout out to Randy Medina, he made like twenty. Uh, <laughs> wow, that's an effort right there. Uh, he, a custom sleeve patches he like he went the whole nine 20. yards so he didn't just like pick out random like mets patches from like the style guide he like customized patches is he a graphic designer is that his thing uh he, not not by trade not, oh. not as a job he just does it on the side but he had a lot of really great ideas so uh, i'm gonna try to narrow him down i was just talking to you before we went live about it i was speaking with majestic about what is possible and what's not possible so if you're watching this now the reason why i haven't put anything up about this since the uh the submission process closed on monday it's because we want to make sure that if i select something we can actually manufacture it because yeah. a lot of tricky things were in there which is really really cool ideas like the the arizona diamondbacks some fans weren't as wild about like the um like the halftone fades up the legs and yeah. like different random things they try to like get tricky with the jerseys a couple years ago some fans sent in some really good ideas but if we can't produce it I don't want to show it off and be like, oh, that's awesome. I want to vote on that sure. one. And then we can't make it. Yeah. So sit tight, waiting for some confirmation back from Majestic before we can really show them off. But a lot of really cool ideas. What was your nickname? Did you have one growing up? No. I mean, for whatever reason, my dad, when I was really young, called me Mickey for like a couple years. I don't know why. It didn't stick. And uh, Deej, DJ, but not really. Yeah. Just In baseball, we had a thing. We would just use the first letter of our name. It yeah. was you know, T, D, We do a lot of last names. Like our friends yeah. that we ride BMX with, we just almost no, never call people by their first names. Yeah. I have one group. We just still just do the first letter. Like I'm T to them. It's just yeah. T, yeah. D, E, P. That's all yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But besides that, yeah. Well, there's also some people where like we, only, we always say full names. Like, we have a friend, John Lee. We never say John or Lee. Like, it's John Lee. Like yeah, same thing. Like, I'm Timothy Christopher. Right? My friends just call me Timothy C. And they'll still just call me Timothy C <laughs> just to be overly proper. And it became just, like, an ironically funny thing just from saying our first first full names and our middle initials. Well, if you ever join us for the season, are you going to go with Riles? I don't know. I think about it. And I, then, I, I might, like, a I little might. patch on the bottom says, like, like a little commemorative, I'm like, put in quotes, on this dash day, Tiger, Tiger yeah. Woods. Uh, I mean, yeah, I might do that. <laughs> quotes, Riles, dash Tiger. Yeah. All right. I, I might do that. All right, so we did have an outing on Tuesday. If you were there and you actually stayed till the end of the game, shout out, shouty to you. Um, not many people did, and I don't blame them. It was a, by the time I got back to my car after being at the ballpark, we were at McKellar Pryor. I was there for seven and a half hours. Mets lost. 
you know, uh, take that with a grain of yeah, salt these days. Used to that. Nothing new there. The only know. thing I really wanted was to keep that streak alive of, of the Sevline Army yeah. having a streak. We won the past five games, if you include last weekend in Brooklyn. I didn't really talk about that. Shout out to the, to the Cyclones. Shouty to the Cyclones. That was a great time, as usual. Uh, I watched... I don't want p- the fans to think I wasn't watching the game because, like, I, I, I mostly threw the... Um, let me turn this to a different angle for a second. Uh, I walked through the the crowd and said, what's up? I did like a, a quick video, whatever. But the, the bleachers filled up super quick. And they had some music playing. People were eating and dancing and whatever. So I watched almost the entire game from the playground. There's a playground there. And I it's, told you to get up it's there. It's higher than the bleachers. Mm-hmm. It's a cool stadium. And it's I stood there. there and watched the whole game almost. Yeah. It was great. Um, the only thing, and I do want to bring this up because I did talk to Greg about this. Uh, at the Cyclones, and some fans actually emailed about this too. So, I'm, Greg, I'm not throwing you under the bus. I just want to make sure that the fans are aware that you're on it. During the National Anthem, some fans didn't know the National Anthem was being played because the DJ didn't know it was being, pay- being played, and he still had the music on. So I'm standing there, and I'm looking around on the field, and I see the players lining up, and I'm like, what the hell's going on here? I was like, oh, it's just na- National Anthem. Um, you know, to the, you know, not to, you know, discredit the fans that were dancing or, or having sure, a good time. Sure. They didn't know. Yeah, yeah. It's not so I was saying, you know, luckily, we're not up in arms about it but if if you are passionate about the national anthem and that was going on and people missed it there might be some angry letters being written to the to the cyclone so i told him like you may, you may as well give that dj like a walkie-talkie or an alert yeah. or someone that taps him like hey at 608 lower yeah. the music for a second so the people who hit me up don't worry greg's on it um i'm sure from now on they'll, they'll fix that so um yeah, that's one of those trigger topics right now well, National of course, anthem, absolutely. Yeah, you, you know, it's an sensitive one for a lot of people. Well, yeah. absolutely. And, you know, everyone's entitled to their own right. Or sure, whatever. Sure, do whatever absolutely. you want to do. If you want to kneel, you want to stand, you want to do what you want. But definitely they should be aware that there's music being, like right. dance party club right. music being played right. over the National yeah. Anthem. Uh, so he's on it. Don't worry. We're good. Anyway, back to Tuesday. We walk into the game. Actually, backtrack. We were in McKellar, and it started to rain. I was like, no way. I was like... Why is it raining? I didn't hear any rain in the forecast. I was yeah. like, I had my my sunblock on, I had my sunglasses. And yeah, I, I told you I was going to go at four o'clock. I thought about yeah, it last yeah. minute. I saw no rain. With Happy this weather, you know how humid it's been here. If you're not in New York, it's so freaking humid here. Yeah. And you walk outside at like eight in the morning, you're still like blown away by the freaking hot air, uh, you know, hitting you on the face. Uh, it feels like Florida, like that heavy air. It's disgusting. Around. I checked yeah. the weather just today. It's actually cooler in Florida right now than wow. it is here today. So I'm kind of looking forward to that tomorrow. Thank God that Saturday's. Uh, game is in a dome, so we don't have to worry about rainouts, and we'll also be in the AC. But Tuesday, we're in McKellar, starts to rain. It's like, ah, oh, it'll pass, no big deal. We get into the game. I don't know if you said to me right after the game started. I was like, oh, game game started on time, cool. Tarps yeah. off, let's let's play ball. And you were like, look at that cloud, it's gonna start playing. I was like, no way, like they wouldn't start the game if they're gonna basically run everyone off the field ten minutes yeah. later. Because when I looked at the radar, so I saw that cloud, and I was like, holy crap, it's about to yeah. it's about to come. It was black. It was a crazy. It was yeah, it was black. a crazy sky. And then I got nervous because I brought my nephews to that to the game on Tuesday, and I was like, you know what? Let me look at the radar. I looked at the radar, did not say anything. Yeah. And I, on the Wi-Fi, it loaded. Right. Like everything was yeah. was accurate, and it didn't come up. And I was like, I'm I'm just gonna get up. Just in case, because I'm with them, I don't, I don't want them to like freak out. So I got up and I went into section, probably like 103 or something over there, and then it started pouring, like shower pouring. So I was like, oh my god, thank goodness that I, I came over here with that. Lately, I've been wearing bathing suits to the, like those board shorts because it's been so freaking hot. And sitting on those those seats, I learned yeah. my lesson like three years ago. I think it was a Love for Luke game when we we did a charity uh, day at that the at, at McFadden's afterwards. I was wearing those like tan 
shorts. Yeah, I love all of those shorts. And I sat, way. I sat down and got up like to cheer, and it looked like I shit my pants. <laughs> like it was like the worst swamp ass I've ever, I've ever had. Oh. So like those days where it's like super hot now, I wear those board shorts. So I didn't really care that it was raining. Like all my important stuffs in my backpack, I was like, oh, it's raining, whatever, big deal. I was the last one of the last people to leave the section. We get up to the top, and then it started to freaking come down. But shouty to the uh, city. I'm saying shouty. I'm, gonna, I'm absolutely going to say shouty from yeah. now on after that call last week. Uh, the city field step was great. Um, I was, actually That was Nancy, I think her name was. I don't know. Nancy, shouty to you. I was hanging out <laughs> in the Jim Beam bar, like in the bar. Like they, it was kind of like no rules because they didn't want people out in the, on the pavilion area, whatever you call it. Uh, they were giving out ponchos. To oh. just you know, if people like couldn't get under. They were the the bar staff and the in the Jim Beam bar were giving out ponchos. A lot of the fans, I think you were kind of behind the Shea Bridge in that little like corner, right? No, no, I I was with the kids, so I went into in like where across the street from um, where the the across the street <laughs> <laughs> across the from where the the rice bowls are. I was sitting in the section. Oh, okay, right I got there you, I got you. So whatever, everyone weathered the storm, but it took two hours. So like, I honestly thought that they were going to call the game. You I know, did too. Thursday they had the um, the the twelve o'clock game. Was it yesterday? Twelve o'clock? They could have fit in yes, an extra was, game. Yeah. They were both traveling. I mean, Miami's not that far. It's one, you know, it's an easy flight for them. So I thought they were going to push the game to yesterday, and that would have been our first ever rainout ever. Ninety-two oh. outings, ninety yeah, ninety-two outings. We're forty-nine and forty-two now. That would have been our first ever rainout. We postponed a couple of games last year. We had the, the hurricane in Houston. And uh, the snow day that didn't snow in in DC this year, so that would have been our first ever rain delay. That's I mean, our good. rain out—that's a good cl- track record there. Great, yeah, yeah, I great. Know, and it's now awesome. We, and in Florida this weekend, we can't—you can't be rained right, out. Right, you're good there, unless like the roof blows off and like some freak hurricane comes oh through. Oh my god, that's not gonna happen in, in two days. <laughs> from the way now. the seasons go, and you never know. <laughs> <laughs> well, now we're both battling for the bottom. So the, the the Marlins and the and the Mets are. Oh, just think about that for a moment. It's we're, we're literally tied with the Marlins in the bottom right now. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. Right, they blow on. their team up, and uh, we think we're in contention, and we're, we have yeah. the same amount of wins, right. 47 yeah. wins. Yep. So anyway, uh, the, the highlight of my night oh, – well, let's backtrack a second here because I'm like, oh, big deal. What storm? No big deal. Whatever. It's just raining. Not even a mile away, two guys in Flushing Meadow Park got uh, got struck by lightning playing soccer, and one is like – you know, not to, in, not to laugh about it. Like condition. bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that, and – the next day, I think it was in the near post, wrote the article, and I was like, oh, and I'm sitting here with my nephews and like, oh, look at the lightning. Blah, yeah, blah, like we blah, think it's funny know? during it. I'm like, hey, like bring yeah. it. Like our friend Sully um, like slid across the Shea Bridge. Like, it, you oh, know, really? I don't recommend it because, you know, city field security wasn't into it. But like he slid on the Shea Bridge and, you know, I think, so, I think security went up to him like, never do it again. He's like, I did it once. I'm never like, I don't want to do it again. Can I record that? I don't think so. I would have. Oh. oh, what about the Yankees fan? Did you see when I splashed the Yankee fan? No, you told me about it. All right, so we're waiting to, or you know, not to just like, you know, uh, put a spotlight on me acting a fool in the ballpark. But this guy was cursing, giving the middle finger. He was wearing a judge shirt. He was like, "Boo!" Like, just just being, a, being yeah. a douche, you know. I'm a Yankee fan. I just bought my judge <laughs> shirt, I, which I can't believe that people even a real Yankee fan. If you, I mean, obviously there are diehard Yankee fans out there, but he to get a name, a name on the back, back. Yeah, a name on the back, right? That's the biggest red flag. Like automatically, you're not like, like right away, you've lost all credibility. So yeah. on the way way by, he's doing his thing, giving the finger, and none of us we're all being like polite, polite, you know. He was soaked anyway, so I didn't really feel bad about it. So he goes one way, he comes back. Another girl's walking by, blonde girl, giving the finger. 
He walks back and he's waiting to go under the Shea Bridge. And I'm like, watch this. There's a puddle right behind him. And I ran over and like, <laughs> jumped. And he got soaked. He's like, bro. And I'm like, you're soaked anyway, dude. We're all soaked. Who cares? But um, <laughs> we try to have some fun oh, with that. Man, I wish I was there. So I'm jumping that. right around here. But yeah, it was a, obviously a serious, obviously again, a serious storm. Ding. Um, take, a, take a sip if you're playing along at home. I need a bell. Lizzie needs a bell. So. Yeah. I'm going to get one. <laughs> yeah, so it was a serious storm, and luckily everyone at City Field got away, un- you know, unscathed, if that's the right word. Uh, I heard that Ahmed Rosario was like super freaked out about it. Before they even called the game, he was like running off the field, like he wasn't having it. I think I've seen that before with Adrian Beltre, like sprinting off the field, like yeah. off Thunder. There. Rain, yeah. boom, yeah. Like some, pe- some people just can't take it's like it. Thunder buddies. Uh, You're right, there's always one guy that goes like jumps into it, and then there's always someone that runs out of it right away. There, my my nephews were loving it, but I was freaked out speaking of thunder buddies because i just i read something prior that i want to bring up because i didn't have time to add it to our little list here but josh lewin posted something and i i would like to show it to you guys because i think it's important so josh lewin wrote so guys so i'm finally ready to launch this it's been in the lab for weeks now it's ready OKTogether.com. you guys are the first to see it so please let me know what you think uh if it moves your needle please feel free to share it. So that's what we're doing right now. So um, if you go to OKTogether.com, it is not sports-related. It's not baseball-related. It is a anxiety and depression website. Hmm. Josh Lewin actually made it. And, you know, it starts off here with a little bio. It says, my name is Josh Lewin. I am, among other things, a radio and TV sportscaster. And, spoiler alert, I have dealt with anxiety and depression for a good part of my life. So it is a website all about this. And it's basically, you're not alone in this. And read some testimonies from other people who also suffer from depression and anxiety. It is OKTogether.com. Check it out. There are stories there. If you click the, the link there, he has compiled years of notes, he said, from you know thinking of this idea. So if you click athletes here, it has a whole list of other people who have written about oh, wow. fighting wow. or battling their depressions. Uh, Michael Phelps, um, you know Larry Sanders, Steve Smith Jr., a bunch of people here, and you can click it, and it brings you to other sites that cover it. So, like this is the Zach Granke one, uh, uh, ABC back in 2015. So it's it's a website of a compilation website of all different stories and testimonies, and you know you can reach out and and get help if you need it. So it's, the reason why I brought up Thunder Bunnies is because it says in his opening paragraph here. I read it earlier. It says something about. Uh, you know, in that silly movie, there was a quote that, whatever, kind of struck a chord with him as far as his uh, depression and anxiety is concerned. So, if you if you have any interest in that, definitely a great cause. Shout out, shouty to uh, Josh Lewin for uh, being open and honest about that yeah, because cool. it obviously helps other people that might be struggling as well. So, that's great. Back to the game. One of the most exciting parts of the game was the Reds bullpen. Because these guys were, were, you know, they're not playing that great. We're not playing that great. Uh, they were out there. And from the, the second that game started, before the rain delay even happened, they were like, what, what is this? They were looking up at us. We were cheering, doing our thing, yelling right, down. Right, right. Some of the guys in our, in our crew that speak Spanish were yelling down, like, yeah, give me a ball, whatever. They, they were having fun going back and forth. So once the game started again, I'm going to say obviously. Obviously, we do our strikeout chant. Uh-huh. And they were looking up like, what is this? Like, and they started doing it when the Mets would strike out. So they were kind of like trolling us with our own chant at the game. And, you know, we were having fun with it. And, you know, we don't take ourselves too seriously. And it was just cool. I saw Amir Garrett was one of them. St. John's product. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the next thing I want to talk about. So I didn't, I didn't know that. Did you go to St. John's? No, I, but I, just, I went to Towson down in Maryland. But basketball, I grew up. I, I still go to this day. I, I probably go to five or six St. John's games in the yard. I love St. John's basketball. Garrett was very good. He was a really good role player for them. 
so later on in the game, they do the the the, uh, the city perk patrol, and we make the t-shirts. So I, I always like to keep an eye on where they're going and watching. I like watching people like fight over a t-shirt. Right. You know, I think it's pretty cool. Not that they should hurt each other, obviously. Especially it's yours. Obviously, it's pretty cool. bing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, yeah, it's really cool. I mean, Kelly and I were at the game last Friday, and not that it's getting old, but it's not as exciting as the it's our third or fourth year doing it. And the first year, I. Every time they were doing it, I was like, I can't believe like we made that shirt. <laughs> right. And now it's like, oh, there's one of our shirts. Cool. Like it's it's still great. I'm not trying to like I still get excited get jaded by it, but whatever. So one landed <laughs> in the bullpen and they were playing keep away with, with him. Uh Amir what is it? Amir Garrett. Amir Garrett. Uh like I think he's like six something. He's it, tall. It he's was funny that he couldn't just like reach his arm up and get it. So he's good. He's a good pitcher too. He's a really good reliever. A lot of people were replying in here, like, uh, you know, it'd be great if the Mets, you know, picked him up one day. But so the game as a whole, besides the you know watching the Reds bullpen was obviously a failure, but seven and a half hours. You, that it, is that the first team that's done that? Any kind of interaction with you guys? No, no, no. So, well, in the playoffs in fifteen, I don't know what team it was, but they weren't. Not that we're we're never like vulgar. We're not say, we're not cursing. Right, right. We're not giving gestures. But uh, you're loud. You know, I'm not you know, saying we don't, I'm not. We're not angels. Like you, there are people that sometimes have a, throw an f bomb out there. And, sure. You know, we try to tell people, "Yo, curb your curb your mouth." There are kids around, uh, but we don't purposely go out of our way to taunt or whatever. We'll say you suck or whatever, but we're not saying f you, f that, whatever. Yeah. There was a team. I can't remember who it was. I don't know if it was the Dodgers, um, but the. Do you remember this? Some players in the bullpen this. turned around and did like a like a wrestling like a yes. yes. dick okay. gesture yeah, yeah, yeah. or something like that? that. I'm like, what is what? Like that's horrible. I, well, I, I respect it. I get well, it. Well, who we yeah. played? We played the Dodgers. We played the Cubs, the Cubs. and we played the Royals. Uh, I don't know who it was, but one of those teams I don't did who it. it was but yeah, we've had some like fun interactions. Uh, I, I ended up running into Ad Rock from the Beastie Boys. Okay, last year or two years ago, he was friendly with the player on the Rockies. And I was going down to my seats, and this guy was just standing there, and he's like in my seats, yelling into the bullpen. And the bullpen was like, came over, they threw some balls up or whatever. And he turns around, I'm like, "Yo, this is my seat," and it's Ad Rock from Beastie Boys. I was like, "Oh shit, what's up, dude?" Like, yeah. uh, I don't mean I want to blow up your spot. Like, a quick photo, and he's like, yeah, "I just walked to the top. Like, I'm not trying to like be down here for an hour because once you get to the bottom of our section, you can't get out." Like, yeah. it's like De Blasio in in the wildcard game in 16. I told his handler, "I was like, you can come down here if he wants, but once you're down here, you can't leave. Like, there's sure. no way to like keep on your way and go straight." Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he was cool enough to snap the photo. He went out to the top. But it reminded me, we used to go somebody's when uh, old Chase used to have the Pepsi porch out there. Mm-hmm. You know, used to be. I don't know what day it was. You used to bring a can or a bottle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wednesdays. 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 We used to go every Wednesday. It was great. And we go when the Brewers played. And my one buddy was probably was probably the drunkest guy in the stadium. <laughs> and we're playing the Brewers, and Carlos Lee was like on a tear that season. Like he was a monster. He's ripping on him all game, all game. The loudest guy. You can't help but hear my buddy. Carlos Lee crushes a home run. Lands in our lands in our section. He comes back to the field. Like points right at us, starts like just flexing that ball game there, and everyone, <laughs> See, like everyone, everyone's booing my buddy. Like I was like, "What did you do?" Because it was a big home run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah, get yeah. go ahead home run, like a big deal when it happens. But stuff there. like that's okay. Like I'm just saying, like don't go the extra mile oh, yeah. with you know the. I can't remember who that guy was, but like I was, I was pretty ticked off about it. But um, I liked uh, Jock Peterson was really cool. Back in the day, like he was wearing 31, so we were like, "You're not yeah, Like you know, just going back and forth with him, and yeah. it, it's cool. Like, we have a good time out there. We don't. We try to get in the ear of the the center fielder. A few years ago, Richie, a buddy of ours who was who's a big um, uh, Dilson Herrera fan. So the other night when he hit the home run against us, like obviously, obviously, Bing, uh, Mets were already losing what six to one or whatever it was. So he was like cheering for Dilson. He went a little overboard with that, even though he's a Mets fan. Um, 
I can't remember what team we were playing against, but the center fielder is like two steps back, two steps back, like yelling two steps back. Uh-huh. And the player complied, like just to like joke around and step two steps back. And the ball landed like two, two feet in front of him. <laughs> the next, and we were like, oh, yeah, like we, we went nuts. That oh, was awesome. Uh, we got a call or no? No call. 631-388-5195. Give us a call. We are going to get into our Harvey topic in just a second. Uh, it is a tired topic, I think. A lot of people are kind of over it. But we yeah. did talk to some fans at the ballpark on Tuesday night, or Jono did, and he put together a compilation of reactions to Harvey coming back if they wanted to give like a final thought. And it almost feels like, you ever see the like a Sweet 16 or like a Bar Mitzvah video? And like, do you have any words for the yeah, yeah, for yeah. the... The, the kid, and you know, and uh, it almost felt like that a little bit. But it, it's funny. It's some, some good reactions there. But give us a call, 631-388-5195. You want to give us your thoughts on Harvey if you want to have any uh, well wishes or whatever you want to say. I don't know if he's going to be watching this, but he may. Maybe he's watching right now if you are. What's up, Matt? Uh, don't stay out too late. I think you got a game tomorrow. I think we've had the final word on Harvey for like two months now. <laughs> we have, but now yeah. he's back, and obviously know, it's jammed down our throats. No, you have to talk about it. So we did put up, or Nikki G Money did put up the guide to Matt Harvey's City Field return. Obviously, it's a couple of days dated now because this was posted on Monday. But I did put up a, a uh, poll on the Seven Lines Twitter account. I think this was on Sunday. I think it ran for a day. Um, if you're hitting a game this week at City, when you see Harvey on the field, are you? And there was three options. Booing, cheering, or neither. Over 5,000 people voted, and 42% said neither. I think I would kind of be in the same boat. I don't, I don't want to boo him. I'm not trying to cheer him. But if I saw him walk to the bullpen, yeah. I'd kind of just be impartial, and I'd watch um, how the rest of the fans react. And, you know, if you want to cheer, cool. If you want to boo, you're, you know, it's, it's your right as well. He's done plenty of things that, that weren't some booing. Um, you know, I didn't like how he acted on his way out. He did do a lot for the team in 2015. You were talking about it, about the tribute video. You said yeah. there's a guy that's won 34 games. Now that we know kind of wins mean almost nothing if right. you look at the ground. But a guy that didn't really do that much with us, did he deserve a tribute video? What yeah, do you think? It's just the nature of the beast now. Like we just – every single player gets one now. Not, it doesn't matter what statue you really are. You get one at this point. It's so, it's so weird to look back on Harvey's career because like, there were so many memorable moments and there's so many lows at the same time. Yeah, yeah. So I'm fine with the short video. I have no problem with that. Not not you know tip of the cap to Harvey type of deal. Like I have no issue with that whatsoever. Because there are the the highs were as high as we've seen in a long time. When he when he stormed on the scene, we were a terrible team. Like I think people kind of forget pretty much what we're going through right now with Degrom. Yeah. Like that was Harvey in 2013. Yeah. It's the same exact thing. That's exactly what happened. I was there, there. for his first start at City Field. I made a welcome to Queens Harvey yeah. uh, sign, and it it was cool because I ended up being in a section not even on purpose uh-huh. with his whole family. So That's everyone was out there. It was the caps, Yankee caps. Uh, they were all wearing like matching T-shirts. Right. It's almost like their own little like Harvey right. outing. Uh, it was to the left of the home run apple, and uh, they were all wearing their shirts, and it was cool because like they they got a kick out of the sign. I got a kick out of you know seeing the family, and it yeah. was it was really cool. Um, the first game I went to this, that felt like home was the game where he took on Strasburg, the Harvey's better game, the infamous one, yeah, infamous yeah. game there. It was awesome. Yeah. Like, that was the first time. Like okay, like. I feel good about. I was there for that game. I was there. You know what it was when I lived in Queens. I was that so many of the games that you could point to, like oh, that was a big game because like I didn't miss that many games when I lived in Queens. Yeah, Uh, living out in Suffolk County now, it's not not that it's like the end of the earth to live out in Suffolk County, but you know that six minute commute compared to the hour and fifteen hour and a half is a big difference. So on Friday we went to Kelly and I went to the game. And we sat in, I don't know, 45 minutes of traffic just to get to where our old apartment was. 
And I'm like, man, wouldn't it be cool if we were like right here? Like, just it, seriously, I yes, rode my it would. I rode my bicycle to the game a lot of times. Now it's like uh-huh. I'm, not, I'm not riding a bicycle down the Long Island Expressway. But uh, anyway, uh, we are going to get to a call before we get to this Harvey topic. We got Nancy in East Meadow. What's up, Nancy? Hey, Sharon. How are you? Oh, is this is this Shouty? <laughs> no, Nancy. Oh no, but did did you call us last week too? Um, I did no. Did I? I don't know. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> tell us that. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. Did you go? Did you go to the uh, MMA last week? The PFL. Um, I did. I yes. want to. I I feel like it's just been like a seven line like. I know like the past month. week is a freaking blur. But yeah, you definitely <laughs> called last week and you said the word shouty instead of shout out. So now I'm adopting it. I'm calling it my own. So. <laughs> shout- no, I'm like, like, I feel like I'm the nuisance Nancy or something, but no, I went to the boxing, which was, I mean, so cool, the fighting, I mean, and then like, um, we went to the game on Tuesday, uh, with my daughter, I, I didn't sit with you guys because the grandkids had the Mets Kids Club, and the storm was amazing, I actually caught one of his shirts, which was like, I was, it was like winning like an Emmy or something, uh, <laughs> I, <think. laughs> I, I swear, but you know what also was cool was, um, I went to the Met, uh, Bud Harrelson tribute at Duck Stadium. Oh, you it did, we like, talked about this last week, yeah, yeah, how was it? It was so touching, like his daughter had a speech, and like, it was so heartfelt, like everybody just loved Bud. Did like, he did he speak so at all? Awesome. Did Buddy speak at all? Um, he did not. Um, but his daughter uh d- did and stuff. But you could see he was really choked up. Right, right, right. And uh, it was just genuinely everybody just it was just like everybody was talking about the Mets and it was just awesome. And then it was nice to see a crane pull the other day to the first ball out. And I'm going, why don't they have old timers day anymore? Right, right, right. These old timers are all like you know like he even said they're all getting ill and and stuff and. I just feel like uh, I would love to see him back at City Field. Like, bring Bud back. And just- I, I agree with you a, a billion percent. I mean, Ed Cranepool was there on Monday, and, you know, I wrote something on my Twitter account that – you know, Ed has been in in a rough sh- in rough shape now for a while, and it's no, it's not. This isn't breaking news that Ed needs no. some help. Yeah, long time. And you know, it's a nice gesture. I'm not poo pooing the gesture for Jeff and the Mets to invite him out, but it would have been a great gesture to to plan this back in March yep. when April was just around the corner. And time is of the essence of of something like this. When you need a kidney transplant, waiting an extra day is a big deal. So waiting. You know, four months into the season, you know, was a little. It felt very thrown together, like last minute. Yeah, out of nowhere, yeah, right. Monday, Monday, you hear, you know, it's all Harvey talk, and then it's yeah. oh, and by the way, Ed Cranepool's also throwing out the first pitch. Yeah, it's I like, mean, was that done on purpose? For, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. And if I and hope if, not. if some yeah. fans that are big Cranepool fans wanted to come and see that, yeah. even though the first pitch happens in a blink. Uh, maybe a little bit more notice than that day would have been pretty cool. Like, Absolutely. hey, next week, by the way, Ed Cranepool, come on out. Yeah. You know, buy a ticket, come see Ed. You yeah, know, the older fan base loves it. And Ed is it, is the man. Ed yeah. came to our warehouse. Ben, we were at New Eyed Park. Um, we have a mutual friend. He just popped in one day. It was during the playoffs. We gave him a, 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 a the Seven Line Army playoff 2015 sweatshirt. Nice. And that night, he ran into Matt Cerrone at the game. And he was still wearing it. So really, really cool. So anyway, not to make this about us, but uh, the whole thing with Ed, it would have been cool if the Mets kind of uh, did this earlier and also gave the fans a little bit of a heads up rather than seeing it for the first time on Twitter. But Nancy's right. There is a little bit of a disconnect with like the older guys like Bud Harris, and they're never around, like yeah. ever. There, there's no nothing acknowledging these guys. And Ed loves the Mets. He loves the team. He loves the fans. He likes being out there. Yeah. It would have been great if he 
uh, got a little bit more of a push on that. And I, I guarantee if you, if you would have given that man a, a, a table and a, a place to sit on the Shea Bridge, yep. fans would love to come see him and say what's up and yeah. you know learn more about what he needs. And uh, I'll pop it up here on here on the screen for a second. But I'm going off on a tangent, Nancy. I'm sorry. Um, no, no, that's cool because they did that for Bud at the Duck Stadium. They had like, you know... Uh, the Alzheimer's awareness, and they were they were auctioning off the jerseys that they wore, and like at least it, like, I mean, he's not the only one, and it brought awareness, and we were talking about it, and you know, it was just like awesome. Like I don't know why, like it was nice how they publicized it, but not for like Ed, like the Mets. Come on, they could have like blown it, you know, out and and did like contribute, you know, did like the same thing. So it was kind of disappointing, but I'm really proud of what the Ducks did for him. Well, you uh, know that what? Was, like, you know what, Nancy? If you try to question and ask yourself why the Mets do what they do on a day-in and day-out basis, you're going to make yourself red in the face because there's no real reason why half the time, half the yeah. things that happen. And, uh, you know, it would be great if there was a little bit more uh, emphasis put on the, the old-time players. And I would love to see an old-timers game or just, you know, more yeah, alumni cool. in the ballpark and, yep. you know, bring these bring these guys back. More than just like, you know, the 86 reunion was, was really cool, uh, you know, two years ago yeah. uh, to see all those guys out there and uh, Gary Carter's family was there and you know it was a great day great ceremony but I, I guarantee if, if you gave those guys a call on any random day like hey come out come out we want to do something with you they would be there yeah I kind of even like the broadcast booth you know it used to be Ralph Connor used to do that come right. out on like Sunday afternoons would pop in it'd be cool if we had those guys like a rotation of older players pop in the games are so tough to watch right now as is but if you had a couple of those guys just shooting the shit with Gary Keith and Ron for a minute. Like that's I like watching that stuff. So if you are listening or watching right now and you, and then you do think there is a way for you to help out Ed Cranepool, there is a uh, email address set up. It is kidney for cranepool, the number four kidney for cranepool at gmail.com or call 631-444-6944. I know it's a lot to ask for someone to be like, hey, yeah, I'm gonna give up my kidney. But um, you know, if you if you do know or you want to help or you want to check and see if you're a match, then uh, give them a call. 631-444-6944, also kidney for cranepool at gmail.com. And, you know, Nancy, I love when you call because none of this stuff was even on my list, and I feel like we should have talked about all this. And I, you're like an extra producer, so can you call us next week, too? Oh, well, have me on any time. I would love to. I'll, I'll just help you along. And uh, Hey, are you busy next week because uh, we have an early no, show? actually, not re- I'm not. I could be as unbusy as you like. <laughs> all right, so listen, Nancy, uh, next week is a doubleheader, so I haven't told Lizzie yet, but we're going to have an early show next week because uh, their Mets are playing two next week. It's a 4 o'clock start, and then I guess it's like a single admission. So maybe we'll have like a 1 o'clock, game next, uh, 1 o'clock show next week. So if you want to call and give us some extra topics, I'll be happy to hear them. Oh, that would be cool. <laughs> when I remember it, yeah, I think call. you can find me too because, like, I'm like a stalker. I'm like, I have every platform: Facebook, Twitter, you know, everything. So, uh, if you just want to shoot me a message and whatever, remind me. But no, this is cool. I'm glad you take my call because it is all about the fans, and like, I happen to be an overtly passionate. And guess what? Fan. We also had no choice to take your call because you're the only person that called so far. <laughs> <laughs> The love, baby. That is so awesome. The messy love. But uh, and I'm probably your oldest person that ever talks on the show, I feel like. I doubt it. But no, yeah, we have a very wide it. audience. <laughs> but shouty out to us old timers. Shouty. Yeah. All. all right, Nancy, thanks for the call. Thank you, Dan, for all you do. Shouty. Okay, shouty. Peace. I love it. I love shouty. It's all and you know what, uh, Kel? 
Keep the light on. It's going to be a late show. We haven't even gotten halfway through our topics yet. Uh, and I haven't packed yet. I'm going to Miami tomorrow morning. Oh, my Lord. I have to leave my house at 5.30. This is like par for the course around here. I never pack until like... I'm the same way. Like, Ever. What do you really need? I, I Honestly, I... Uh, what they call it mom shaming when you know moms talk shit about other moms. Uh, I'm dad... I'm like friend shaming now or guy shaming. Guys should never need more than like honestly a solid 30 minutes tops to plan for <laughs> totally, yeah. to pack for a two-day weekend. Couple hats. It's a backpack. A baseball weekend, by the way. Yeah, you already know what you're wearing Saturday. Yep, you it's already got your outing shirt. You. Yeah. Pack, uh, you know, three boxers, boxer briefs, some socks. Maybe you're wearing flippers. You don't even need socks. It's so easy to pack for a baseball weekend. So, guys, if you're not packed yet, don't feel bad. Neither am I. Uh, back to Harvey. Um, we did get to the poll, and we did talk about the blog. There was the tribute video. Do you want to play the tribute video? I haven't even watched it. So we don't even have to really play the audio here, but the Mets did post it afterwards. I guess this is what was on the... Do you call it the Jumbotron? Yeah, I guess so. What do you I, call I guess, it? No, I guess I would call it Jumbotron. That's probably what I would right, say. So they put like there. Matt's greatest hits here. Obviously, it was a lot of 2015, his first game, yada, yada. Uh, and then they showed him afterwards, a little tip of the cap there. What I was um, curious to see... They didn't show like going and knocking on his door, seeing him at hungover. <laughs> that would have been like, great. Yeah, like I wanted that at the end. Like, oh. No, they should have also popped in like the, the middle finger photo. I yeah. think Mets yeah, Twitter exactly. had like, their yeah. own tribute. Someone should have made like Mets Twitter's tribute video opposed to uh, you know this one. That it should have just been like, here's how we got here. Like, right, that, that's right. what the video should have been <laughs> rather than the tribute. Like, this is what happened. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, Matt did his little tip of the cap there, whatever. I was curious to see how the other players were going to react. Like, were they going to watch this video? Yeah. Uh, because... Not the fans didn't think he was a very good teammate. You know, you hear grumblings afterwards. You know, Matt was this, Matt was that. He was selfish. But the the cameras did catch him and Degrom have a little moment before the game. And I don't expect them to ignore each other. No. Um, and even if you see someone that you don't necessarily boys with that you haven't seen in a while, you're gonna still say what's up. So, yeah. um, I a, a fan was sitting in the Big Apple Reserve on was that Monday night? Yeah, Monday night. And videotaped the Mets bullpen, and the whole bullpen was out watching that. So, take that as you will but i think that the the maybe he was a little bit more liked than the press wants you to believe yeah i think that's definitely the right vibe yeah, I, no I, it's hard to you hate don't have him. to be your best friends with people right. you work with that's you know exactly, and that's, that's a exactly job for right. them you exactly. know exactly doesn't mean you dislike them uh so we are going to play this little video shout out shouty to jano who um did talk to a bunch of fans over at mckeller and outside the ballpark on tuesday put together a little tribute video here for harvey Son of a bitch. <laughs> Matt Harvey was my favorite pitcher. And my thoughts about Matt Harvey. I loved him for what he did for the Mets, and um, I want him to know that. Thanks for 2015. I wish him the best. Thanks for your memories, Matt. As a Connecticut man, I want to say thank you, Matt Harvey. Matt Harvey's arms were must see. It was must see. Put the Mets back on the map. It was Harvey Day for a reason. Dude was dominant. He threw all himself on the line for our team. So, happy Harvey Day. There's no happy Wheeler Day. Matt Harvey, the Dark Knight, the whole persona, I was sunk into it. He was as dedicated as there is. I believed it all. I'm not wearing it, but I had the Batman patch on my shoulder. I, I, was, I, was, I was big into the Dark Knight, and it's unfortunate it didn't pan out. He gave his arm for the 2015 pennant. I thank you for that. He loved him. He loved him. The off-field stuff, it just took over. You know, at the end of the day, injuries did affect him, and plus you can't go out drinking every time. And when you can't show up to work, man, I frown upon that. When he was good, he had the edge. He was, you know, he was 86 men style. Yeah. Then he started to suck and become all about him instead of about the team, and it was like, was it. At one point, he was our favorite. 
It was our kid's favorite. Yes, word. And then you messed up, man. You broke my kid's heart. Not nice. You broke our heart. More than our kid's heart. Just the way you went out, just felt disrespectful. I mean, I don't think what I got from him, but otherwise, I, I don't care no more. Still crying over your ex-girlfriend? I'm sorry that you were in an organization that can't take care of young talent and has no idea how to prepare you for New York. <laughs> Still love you. Welcome back to New York. Hopefully, uh, you fix up that little bit of an attitude problem you got. Wouldn't mind seeing you back if you were yeah, in the pro right again. Bit, bro. <laughs> That's horrible. That's not a good diet. Just Matt Harvey, I hope you get the help you need. Lay off the booze, lay off the drugs, lay off whatever it was, women, whatever it was, dude. But hey, Harvey, we still love you, baby. You know, back 2012, 2013, you really brought us relevance. My boy, Blue. Thank you very much, Matt. Appreciate it. All right. Cheers, Matt. Maybe that was problematic, though. You kind of drank. Everything didn't go as we planned. He admitted to that, and I could, uh, I could respect that. I appreciate everything he gave for us. So, Matt Harvey, cheers. Matt Harvey, baby! So I agree with uh, Finley there at the end. He said, you know, Matt kind of did own up to a couple things on Monday. He did talk yeah. to the press. He had, like, a million reporters out there in the dugout, the Reds dugout. And uh, I don't know who brought it up or asked the question, like, do you regret anything from your time here in New York, and he actually did say, which I don't think I've heard him say yet, that he did make some a lot of mistakes, and he yeah. was owning up to it, and, you know, I, I'm okay with that. Like, I take that, I don't know if he wasn't really apologizing and say sorry, but, like, I almost take that as, you know what? He saw that uh, he did screw up, and he's owning up to it, so that's, I'm, I'm cool with that. Yeah, I don't know if it's because he's been away a little bit now, but I thought that was the best he's handled the media, actually. It was weird. I'm watching this, I'm like, where was he this He actually talked to the media, yeah, like he was so that's a step <laughs> in the right direction. He like, gave honest answers. I'm like, where was this guy the whole time we had I him? Agree. He looked, I agree. He was great the whole he, talk. I wish yep. I had more of that. He was great. He spoke well. He yeah. looked good. Yep. You know, like he looked... Well, he's playing better. He's, you know, and, and yeah. one of the questions was... Uh, what it, something about do you? But even when he was what do you like better? What do you say? Someone asked a question like, "What do you like better right now?" Being be on the right, he's like, "Well, I'm not in the bullpen." Like he's actually getting right. a start, but you know he couldn't be much worse than Vargas. You know, like if we hung on not to Harvey, possible. you know, it couldn't he couldn't be doing worse. You know, true. Yeah, no, I totally. I can't. I can't watch Jason Vargas starting more baseball games. Yeah. Well, he did get uh, pushed because Monday was supposed to be Vargas yeah. in Yankee Stadium. That's the makeup game from the rainout on Sunday Night Baseball. So the the Mets and Yankees have Subway Series next Monday at Yankee Stadium. So Degrom got the nod for that. It came out yesterday that I think Mickey said he did shuffle things around on purpose for that. Get him in. It's still it's regular rest for him, but it is a it's he moved him up one spot. He moved him up. Right? Yep. On regular, uh, whatever it is. Because yeah. uh, there's an off day today. That's I why. saw some people upset about that. They're like, you know, he's going to win the ERA title. Why do you want him in Yankee Stadium against the Yankees? And I'm one of those guys. Like, oh, meaning because it's going to bump it up? Right, because it's Yankee Stadium. And the Yankees are a good lineup. But I'm one of the, you know, to be the best, you got to beat the best type of deal. So I'm all about taking him head on. Yeah, yeah. I, and it, it makes it exciting. That game at least is worth something now. I'll probably go to the game just because he's starting. I, I Yankee Stadium yeah, I'll, I'll probably go there Monday just because DeGrom's starting. Why not type of deal? Yeah. Because next game is Baltimore. Well, and you also live in the city. It's easy yeah, for, for you. Yeah, for me, it's easy. Because yeah. you would have started. Is it easier Tuesday. for you to get there than and then City Field? Uh, if I'm leaving from work, it's easier to go to City Field. Uh, it's hard. Yeah, it's probably easier. You can live in the upper, uh, upper, upper whatever. Upper East Side. But is that bougie I, over there? No, not where I am. Uh, I don't yeah, know. I don't know much I, about I the work city. next to Grand Central, so I'm right by the Grand Central Hub, the fourth. You know, any line is really there. So yeah, seven yeah, lines, yeah. easy for me from there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Going to the Yankee Stadium, though, it's, it'll be easy. Yeah, that's not that's an easy trip. If I lived where you live, I'd be at a lot more baseball games, too. But anyway, so Yankee Stadium Monday, DeGrom's pitching. Yesterday, 
the impossible happened because he actually uh, got a victory. Uh, shouty to Gelbs for using this uh, gif from uh, Entourage, which I wish was on Netflix because I would binge watch at night when Amelia and Kelly go to sleep. I would just start watching uh, Entourage over from I the start. I started using Amazon Prime a lot more. It's on there. Is it on there? HBO, yeah. Oh, All shit. HBO stuff moved to there. Awesome. I'll use a fire stick. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. So uh, I got to catch up on that. Who wants to talk? Harvey. Friday morning. Okay. Oh, shit. Is he in uh, Australia? Yeah. No way. So it's Friday morning for him. All right. We definitely got to take this. What's up, VA Mets fan by way of Australia? Hello? Eric, what's up, Eric? How you doing? Oh, you're in Australia, right? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So it's it. 9 a.m. Friday morning for you. How's it, how's it uh, going in the future? Uh, well, the Mets are still off today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's true. That's very true. So what's going on? Uh, I was listening to the Harvey talk, and... Um, just a couple of comments of somebody who, uh, you know, never lived in New York, but still watched every game and uh, watched him from a distance. Um, first, about the, the tribute video. If, if John Neese is going to get a tribute video when he comes back after being traded to the Pirates, Matt Harvey certainly deserves one, too. That's a great I didn't know point. John Neese got one. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. <laughs> that's, embar- that's so embarrassing. <laughs> I didn't mean to cut you off. All right, so that's a, that's a valid point. I didn't, I didn't know he had one. Yeah, he did, and it was it was probably because the Mets went to Pittsburgh and Walker got his. So after when the Pirates came to New York, I'm guessing the Mets figured they had to give one to John Neese because they were traded for each other. Yeah, as a buyback. So were you a Harvey guy? Like when when he was on the team, were you into it? Like, did you think that uh, the off the field exploits tarnished his reputation for you at all, or were you just like uh, you know let let his performance on the field do the talking? Uh, like how did how did it leave it did it leave like a sour taste in your mouth? I, I, you know, I don't, I don't think any of it can be separated. It's all, it's all linked and, and mixed together because, because of Harvey's personality and playing in New York and wanting to take full advantage of everything that he could in New York, he, he was in the spotlight more than somebody like, let's say, DeGrom, who doesn't go out all the time. But also because Harvey was so good for that short period of time, Everybody was on him, you know. If, if Stephen Matz goes out drinking one night, I don't think the media is going to pay attention to that or care about it. But the performance is part of it too, because if Harvey had been the last couple years the way that he was in thirteen and in fifteen, nobody would have cared if he was going out. So, I, above everything, the way he was on the field the last couple years overshadows and is is the most important thing about. What what happened to him and where he is now? He just he just was not a good pitcher, and uh, yeah, the, the off the field stuff played a part of it, and him being a distraction or a bad teammate, and none of us really know what went on in the clubhouse. But he just he just couldn't do it on the field anymore. And when I would watch him pitch, especially the end of last year, the beginning of this year, in the first inning, I, I would actually say to myself, the team has no chance to win. Right, right, it, it, didn't, right. it didn't matter. It didn't matter how long. And I, and I find you brought it up earlier. I find myself saying that with Vargas now too. In the first inning, when I see him throwing his warm-up pitches, it's over. I, 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 I watch the game and I say, 
they, they have no chance. Right, right, the team right. has no chance to win. Well, you brought up a point about uh, a guy like DeGrom that's not known for going out and you know not putting himself in the spotlight. They both play in New York. And do you th- – well, I, I, I think that there's definitely truth to this, that DeGrom doesn't go out and he – puts his head down, does his job, and guess what? He's in the running for the Cy Young. And Matt Harvey was a little bit too big for his britches and embraced New York's lifestyle a little bit too much, and maybe that contributed to that. I mean, obviously, you can't say that, you know, he, he had some major major injuries that he, that had nothing to do with him going out drinking. But uh, if you don't have your body in tip-top shape when being an athlete is your job, uh, the off-the-field stuff that he was doing obviously wasn't helping him pitch better. Yeah. And maybe if you would have toned him toned his ass back a little bit maybe he could have actually pitched a little bit better while he was here instead of you know partying and going to san diego from la and whatever he did this year him off the field i always felt was forced i never felt like that was the real matt harvey i always felt like someone he read a new he had to have a supermodel on his arm had to be broadway joe the modern day version of that so he felt like he had to go out i had to be seen in the rangers game i gotta go out to supermodel i gotta go to one oak yeah it always felt forced right actually it didn't feel like that was ever his real personality but he knew, like, some. I don't know. Time, you watch that that Dark Knight, thirty for thirty, whatever it is, and so cocky that that yeah. that one that one. Oh, I question, get on the field. I get on the field. I totally question, get it. I'm I, off the field. I don't remember who the interviewer was, but he said something about like, "What do you think about when the Mets don't want you to do this or that?" And he goes, "I have one father." He's like, I'm going to do what I want. I'm yeah. the man. You know what I mean? And the guy that like turns down the million-dollar signing bonus, whatever he did, or he was worth a no, million. He definitely got to They didn't give a million. Yeah, he's, no. he, yeah he's, he's stuck up. Anyway, Eric, thanks for the call. Looking forward to seeing you. You're going to be at spring training next year? Uh, You're going to try, I don't maybe? know. I, I, I'm, I'm going to try to get back at some point next season to see you guys, but I, I don't know. I have right. to see. It's a long trip. Uh, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Uh, all right, so good luck in the future. Uh, meaning that you're far away. That was like a bad joke there. But uh, have a good one. Enjoy your weekend and uh, look forward to seeing you again. Thanks, Eric. All right. Talk to you guys soon. Thanks, man. So Eric, before he moved to Australia, was a season ticket member with the Seven Line. He still is, actually. He renewed his seats just to make sure he doesn't lose his seats. Wow. And, and he gets, he gets jersey. his jersey and everything. So he still commits to season tickets, even though he lives in Australia. So we have a season yeah. ticket member that lives in Australia. Um, and, it, you know, he's so dedicated. We would still find him a spot. Like, he doesn't have to renew every sure, year. Yeah. Uh, you know, if he moves back to the States in 2020, he can like, obviously get he back. He like a part of it, though, by doing Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 So he still gets his jersey. He still joins it. us when he can, yeah, when totally he's back. Yeah. And, you know, he's one of the guys that, um, you know, he wrote an email that I ended up publishing on our blog like last year at some point, end of last year. And it was all about how his first time coming to the games, he was a little shy, didn't say what's up, didn't really throw himself in there. And I published a whole email from him when he was moving. Like, thank you guys so much. Kind of like changed my life type of thing. And uh, I I don't know, if you search the blog and type in like Virginia Mets fan or something, it should come up. He's a good dude. Absolutely. That's what it's all about. Yep. Absolutely. So um, DeGrom, you know, in the running for the Cy Young, the the press did ask him about it yesterday. Like, what do you think? And I, he's he's full of shit that he's not paying attention. He said he didn't look at anything. Else. Yeah, right, right. right. He's on the back of every newspaper today. Yeah, you can't avoid that. I was just at the deli prior to you know going live before you got here. I grabbed a little sandwich and I just happened to look at the papers. You know, it's a dying breed these days. You see everything online, but yeah. the back of every single cover was Degrom today. Right. Uh, As it should be well deserved, yeah, exactly, absolutely. And he'd have to be blind to not know that he's obviously in the running for the Cy Young. So six and seven, one point seven seven ERA, obviously in the Cy Young uh, conversation right now, and uh, rightfully so. I mean, you know what it is? It would be it's insane how many stats or records this guy is breaking mm-hmm. for a team that uh, is playing so poorly. But I can't yeah. remember who it was. I was listening to uh, CMB on the fan uh, earlier. 
They had someone on from the Athletic, and someone wrote an article today. Like, should should Degrom be in the running for the MVP? And they, they they actually they they talked about it, and Maggie said she you know somewhat agrees. And Carlin was like, this guy should not be able to vote because it's ridiculous that he would even bring that up because the most valuable player. I mean, there's been twelve. I think they said twenty four pitchers have won the MVP. Twelve of them after the you know post World War II era, whatever it is, but not many players win the MVP on a losing team. So like I think Judge. It's not, almost not judge. Stanton won it last year yeah. for the Marlins, and you know there are some players that have won it. Right, but it's very hard. Yeah, it's very rare. So and it's rare for a pitcher to win. It would be the he'd be the MVP if he had this ERA and they were actually winning his starts. Yeah. So you're not the most well, valuable player because like is he most valuable to helping your team win? He's starting these games and he's losing. Yeah. So it depends who you ask. You get a stats guy. You get you get two different answers and you ask this. Well, yeah. that's the Cy Young. Yeah. So, Cy Young, yeah, right, rightfully right. so. But MVP, he's not helping. Is him being on the mound isn't helping the Mets win. Yeah. So MVP, no way. No I'm way. with you. I, I have a hard I have a hard time giving a pitcher the MVP unless it's kind of like what Randy Johnson did that year for like the the Astros, where he carried him on the stretch, was starting all the time, like that kind of situation. I get it. But it's I I have a hard time giving the pitcher the MVP well, yeah, every yeah. fifth day on a losing team. I, I I love Jacob Degrom. He's my favorite player we've had in a long time. I can't even I can't put him in that conversation. So this tweet went up yesterday, and I wanted to get your reaction on it before I give my two cents. So uh, SNY at SNY TV put up a article yesterday. I didn't even click it. I just read the tweet here. It said Mets might lean on Vargas in rotation next season, despite awful 2018. Vargas has an 8.75 ERA this season, has yet to pitch past. I think that the rest of that says the fifth inning. So. What is this telling you? It's not even September, and they're already talking about next year's rotation and that Vargas is probably going to be in it. Yeah, no, it's mind-boggling. Like, I don't understand how he's even in the conversation, how it's even on a board right now with his name intentively, like, other than, like, pencil ready to erase it. Like, it, yeah. he, it, just get rid of him. Uh, just cut the dead weight. There's nothing there. I don't, I don't even want to see him in the bullpen. I don't want to see him as lefty specialist. I don't want to see long relief. I don't want to see him in the rotation. I don't want to see him in a Mets uniform. So they Everything about him has been terrible to watch. They took a gamble on the guy, whatever. You know, there was a few guys in the running towards the end of spring training before spring training to bring in the, the, another guy for the fifth spot or, yeah. or whatever, and he won the job. Uh, they gave him a two-year deal, and uh, it's not even the end of 2018, and they're already talking about this happening in 2019. So I retweeted it or quote tweeted whatever and wrote, so they're quitting on 2019 before 2018 is even over. And, you know... Sometimes, you know, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. We had Joe DeMeo on, and we're talking about the insurance policies, and I I related that to T-shirt sales, and w- which isn't even really a fair comparison. But yeah. uh, when you invest X amount of dollars in a T-shirt and it flops, and if I ended up getting that money back on an insurance policy, I'd spend it on more T-shirts. So if they gave this guy, I don't know, even know what they gave him, but I think it was a two-year deal. Yeah, it was two-year, 16 million, I think. I think it was 8 million a year. Whatever it is. It, he doesn't have it. He no, clearly nothing. doesn't have it. No. So after this season is over, just because you still owe this guy $8 Milk, cut it. Cut the dead weight and tell us as Mets fans that you are going to do everything possible to put the best product on the field for next season before the season's even... This season isn't even over yet. Mets fans are up in arms. The pitchforks are out. Mets fans united. Hashtags left and right. People aren't happy. And you have to be able to read this stuff and understand your fan base and know that next year, if you're not doing something to correct this problem, the fans are not going to come out. Yeah, you didn't you break know? the team at the trade deadline. Like that was your way of saying. And, but we I, like I next almost year. understand why they didn't because they didn't want the three-headed yeah. GMs totally. to come up with decisions that 
are going to end up backfiring and the new GM is going to have to inherit their moves they did at this trade deadline. I almost kind of understand why they didn't do yeah. that. But their message was because we're contending next year. Yeah, that's fine. That's great. But Jason Vargas is not You're part not of contending. contending. Nothing, exactly. about, nothing about Jason Vargas says we're contending next exactly. year. Exactly. Unless nothing. Jason Vargas has like Unless some twin we don't know about who pitches lose. better than him, so. it's not happening. So yeah. uh, we do have a call. We got uh, Kevin from New Windsor. I think that's Connecticut. What's up, Kevin? That's New Windsor, New York. Oh, what's up there? Sorry about that. Uh, yeah, um, Jason Vargas. Uh, it was just a disgusting display, what he did uh, the other day. He, sh- he should be let go immediately, designated for assignment, whatever. Uh, he uh, he should have came back out and pitched, and Callaway should have told him, you have no choice in the matter. Oh, you're talking about on during the rain delay? Yeah, because it, 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 we utilized our whole bullpen for what? Well, well, you know, it's it's tough to say that because after a two-hour rain delay and after the guy gets warmed up, he throws out however many pitches. And, yeah. you know, uh, it was 3 nothing before the end of the first. And, you know, those were his inherited runners. So uh, to yeah. ask the guy to come back out, I mean, I understand the sentiment there. Like, he's getting $8 million this year. Go out and see what you got before we go burn out the pen. But um, you know what? They lost on Tuesday. They still won yesterday. DeGrom ate nothing. So it's not like they burned out the pen on Tuesday and then they couldn't perform yesterday. So I understand the idea behind it. Believe me, I don't want to see him out there more than anyone else. But uh, to tell the guy that, you know, you're forced to go back out there after you warmed up and sat for two hours, yeah, I, you know, I think that's a little unfair. It's tough love. But I understand the, uh, you know, the tough love. Yeah, it's just, uh, I, I mean, I'm done with him. <laughs> Yeah, I think we I all think are. I think we all are. Yeah. <laughs> We're all with you there. <laughs> all right, Kev, thanks for the call, man. Especially right. when Corey Oswald looks pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we got Corey Oswald on Saturday. That's yeah. that's who lines up uh, for our outing on Saturday down in Miami. Uh, I still can't believe I'm going down there tomorrow. But um, you mentioned uh, we were texting prior, you know, about topics for tonight. And when we, we were talking about Vargas, you know, how it's already kind of set, not set in stone, but they did tweet it out. I mean, the people, things get tweet left and right. I mean, it's always speculative until yeah. it actually comes time, time to uh, fielding the, the team next year. But Mickey Calloway is supposed to be coming back next year. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I think he deserves another year. I know it's been, a, it's been an odd year. It's been a lot of mistakes for sure. But at the same time, it's almost like you hope he got what he needed to get out of his system, the learning curve right now, get out of it with, with a washed up year. I don't really blame him for the year. This was not his fault. This is, you know, he made some mistakes for sure. There's stuff to hold against him. He should be able to count Line up certain cards. things. Yeah, there's definitely some stuff in there, though. But you, I'm going to chalk it up to some rookie mistakes. I do like Mickey. I do think something might be there with him. So I, I think he at least deserves to come back next year. You know, I, he'll get a fresh start. I don't dislike Mickey. And you know what? I think I took a photo with him at spring training. And people like, you're... Your uh, your cla- your vision's cloudy. You're yeah. a shill, whatever. And you know, I constant I compare it to uh, playing poker, or playing blackjack. You can only play the cards you're dealt, and this is exactly, what he's dealt. Exactly. You can't turn uh, shit into you know steak. You yeah. know, and it's just it's the way it goes. And and you know the. All those it's injuries been said, early on, yeah. It's been said multiple times that the manager has very little to do with exactly. the, the team winning the pennant. Besides stuff like the lineup guard, he's made some weird bullpen decisions, bringing pe- people out before like a batter gets announced. Yeah, stuff he's like made that. a couple That's, bonehead moves. Those are rookie mistakes, for sure, and they're not excusable. Right, But right, right. you hope that they're out of his system now, going into the next year, you'd be a little more prepared. You did talk about the Rain Delay Theater podcast. Yeah. Uh, that's Gelbs and Randazzo. Yep, yep. Who do they have on? Ed Hearn? 
Uh, yeah, I was, I was listening to Ed Hearns before. So done, I yeah. did watch it when you were you were in the back. I, I popped in to the uh, to my office for a second. I did watch a little thing that he put up. Uh, Gelb's put up a little snippet of the Ed Hearns interview, and I don't know yeah. if you watched the same one. It was, was about Keith about Hernandez. Keith, yeah. And he said, uh, "I'm going to paraphrase it because I, I, unless I could pull it up here, but it said something. Ed, had, Ed said something about Davey Johnson had very little to say after someone would make a bonehead move in the in the in the uh, in the field or couldn't get a bunt down or whatever. The guy on the top step was Keith Hernandez, yeah. and you know, not saying that the manager has nothing to do with it, but Joe Torre." When the Yankees went on that run, he wasn't a great manager before that. No. He just got given great talent, and guess what? Yeah. They won. Yeah. You know, and uh, you know, it's. Uh, I'm not saying the manager has nothing to do with it. They have a lot to do with uh, motivation and rallying the guys and and being uh, a strong figure in the clubhouse and and getting yeah. guys motivated to win. But uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm co-branding here. But if you want to watch that, uh, pop on over to uh, Gelb's and Randazzo's podcast. But there's something too missing. David Wright in there too. You're talking about Keith. Like oh having, yeah, having the veteran accountability guy. We don't really have that right now. Having David Wright around yeah, just is just around. Is, just is just there a positive. It's a big help. And uh, before I get at this call on the line, I did hit up the Mets this week because I, I saw some uh, Gordon Donovan. He's a he's a um, photographer and he was down in Port St. Lucie. I know he goes down there quite a bit. David Wright was taking some grinders this week. He posted some photos I on Gord- photos, yeah. Gordon's uh, I don't know if people more than pe- one person took the photo, but uh, I saw David Wright taking some grinders down in Port St. Lucie and I instantly hit up my Mets rep and I'm like, "Listen, if there's any shot that you guys are going to have David Wright play, they're probably going to know in the ticket office a couple days prior. Sure. Reserve me some seats because right. it's going to be like an impromptu uh, T7LA or uh, T7LA uh, outing out there at City Field. So That's if that true. happens, we absolutely have to be there. So uh, the man of the hour, Mr. Rallyman. What's up, Rallyman? Hey, now. <laughs> What's up, guys? Dude, I miss your voice, man. What? What? Rallyman. Listen, I'm glad like, you called because I talked to you at McKellar on Tuesday, <laughs> and I was like, listen, dude, you used to, we used to do some like voicemail segments where like yep, people would call prior, yeah. and I kind of like being put in the spot more than uh, listening to a prior and saving it. There's no producer here, so no one's put me on the spot. I'd rather... <laughs> Wow. Whoa, that's the key, weird. The key, the alarm hey, hey, Keith. Can you hear that? Yeah. I This is so weird. You're so loud you want you want you want to walk. Uh, Did you set this alarm? I did not. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. Go, so, it, it, there's no AM, PM switch. It goes off every 12 hours. That's really weird. So I got the Keith Hernandez uh, <laughs> talking alarm clock, and it just went off. Anyway, so, um, yeah, I, I like I like hearing your voice. So, anyway, what's going on, man? I like hearing your voice, too. Uh, what's up, Riley? How you doing, man? I'm good. Nice um, to talk to you. Okay. Uh, th- this is a comparative question. I was just thinking about it now, and I'm like, you know what? Matt Harvey really kind of reminds me of Doc Gooden in a way, and how, like, you know, when we look back at Doc Gooden, we were looking back at, like, two, three years, right? Pretty much 84, 86, and it's like, you know, anything past that, it's like, uh, you know, his numbers started to drop, you know, the extracurricular activities got in the way, and, like, you know, the only real difference is that Harvey had those tremendous uh, injuries, but, like, all the other things were kind of the same. I mean, like, his numbers were dropping. Um, you know, the bar hopping shit was, like, turning in. And um, I guess, like, uh, my biggest question is, they were important to the organization, but which one do you think was more important to the organization at that time? Um, because I think you can make the argument that Matt Harvey, um, 
I think, was because he represented the crop of young pitchers that we were going to get in. And I'm like, oh, man, this is going to be our rotation for like seven years. Bam. Okay, we, we, we got something going on. But that usually never happens the way the Mets go. Um, but I'm blathering on, guys. Well, I think uh, there's there's definitely some similarities. Yeah, I mean, no like the Gooden days, they, I don't know if they called it good and happy Gooden day, but they're, like... They're sort of Friday nights with Gooden. Yeah, Harvey days and yeah. Gooden starts, you know, they were they were all the rage, and, and we talked, it was in the little snippet there, like uh, Indart was talking about, like Harvey days was a big deal, it was like must-see TV, like if you lived close enough or you wanted to go to a game, that was the game, you checked the schedule, sure. I'm going to Harvey start. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure that's how it was for Gooden too, but, you know, I think in 85, was it 24, 25 wins? You know, one point five three ERA, something like that. Gooden was the freaking man. No, it's and he's a different it, level. It, 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 totally different level. And are, you know what? And terrible. Gooden's the first guy to to admit that he screwed his career. Yeah. You know, he let the cocaina and the off the field uh, exploits ruin his career. And the perico. The the what? They call it the Pedico. Yeah, Pedico. Oh, whatever, whatever it is. He he let that stuff ruin his career. And Harvey is a different different breed because you know thoracic outlet syndrome and and the other stuff that that's plagued Harvey's injuries weren't self inflicted from the partying. Uh, it was more just bad luck. But yeah, I, I can see the comparison. But I, I would probably say Gooden was more. Yeah, I, I same thing. I get the, it, I get was, the sentiment was, of it, but I don't think it's close. Well, I think both can take a quote from Goodfellas, like w- wasted talent. You know. Yeah, they both kind of. I get that he represented the five aces. He was the first one, but the five aces didn't come to fruition. It right, didn't. Right, Degrom right. became that guy. Right. You know, Syndergaard. Syndergaard's great. Nice pitcher there. Right. Mats. We're not really sure. Degrom's so. the oldest. Yeah. All right, rally man. Uh, look All forward right. to seeing you again. Give us a call next week. All right. Sounds good. Oh, real quick question uh, for Riles: uh, uh, NWO or DX? I'm a DX guy. I was I was right. WF guy. WCW is not, not, not my cup of tea. I don't even know what that is. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> All right. Baba Booey. <laughs> All right, dude. Later. <laughs> you know, that's our first Baba Booey on the show. And I thought about the other day. I've listened to Stern a lot on the way to work. And I actually have an Alexa... Uh, whatever they call it, the dot or whatever. Yeah, it you is. now yell at that thing all day. I love it. I walk so in and I'm like, Alexa, all, all day. Alexa, uh, turn on Sirius Channel 100. Like right when I walk in. Right. Uh, but I'm surprised that I haven't. Like I've done a, a few like live interviews and shit like that. I've never thrown a Baba Booey there in the end. But it's big in golf. It's huge in golf. Yeah. And, and that's it, definitely one of the few things that gets yelled out. They get to look every time. And yeah. like uh, you know, put uh, uh, get in the uh, hole gets yelled a lot. Ma- there's a the mashed potatoes. Hit him with the hine. Mashed potatoes gets yelled a lot. I don't really get that one, but that became. Mashed Potatoes? Mashed potatoes, yeah. What golf uh, tournament or hole is it where they encourage you to be wild? That's uh, the Waste Management out in Phoenix. Yeah, there's a par three. Have you there. gone to that? No, I haven't been out there. That would be that. fucking awesome. It's like 150,000 people out there. It's an insane event. On that yeah. one hole? No, the whole, the whole thing. But and it's it, like no rules? You do whatever you want? Yeah, it depends. If the player encourages it, you'll have certain guys like Ricky Fowler who gets out there and you know asks the crowd to get loud and whatnot. If someone's a great tee shot or if a hole in one happens, it's just beers just fly. <laughs> it's, it's a it's a very cool scene to see. It's I think they should promote that more. You know, do you think golf's a little stale? Do you think it needs like the Some younger? Of it, yeah, I think we need something in the middle. That might be an extreme. I love it. You can't have that every week. You can't have like a Billy Madison, but there is, there is a middle ground there. I think they Billy need Madison? to get in the not Billy Madison, not Happy Gilmore. Gilmore. Yeah, there's definitely a middle ground area they need more of. Yeah, yeah, yeah I get into year. it. Yeah, to, yeah, Justin Thomas kick a guy out early. This year for saying something. Like, I, I saw that. Stuff like that. That was kind of uncalled for. Yeah, he went a little over the top. I saw Prez uh, from Barstool went they, into They were all over it. Yeah, but yeah, there's definitely room for more excitement in golf, for sure. All right, let's that. get this guy in the line, because I'm, I'm liking this show. I don't want to cut it too early. Uh, we got Salazar. What's up, Salazar? Salazar. 
Hey, what's going on? Hey, you know, just hanging out. Hey, Lizzie, you want to get me another beer? <laughs> Whatever, just grab me a nice tasty Oyster Oyster Bay Brewing Company beer out of that fridge. All right, what's up, Salazar? No, not much. Uh, I really, I really like the video. I wasn't expecting to be that much in it until Finley basically blew up my spot and showed <laughs> the uh, Dark Knight photo. Well, Jono hit but, me up uh, last night, and I, that's when I texted you. I'm like, hey man, you got any photos of you wearing that mask? Because you know, I used to. Uh, give you major props for rocking that because you'd wear it like whether it was 90 degrees, 100 degrees, you didn't care. You were rocking that that uh, thick rubber, like royal blue uh, Batman mask no matter what the scenario was with the weather. That's crazy. And the blue is old school. Yeah. I got it before the 2015 season and it was just like this weird like combination of Harvey mania and, you know, getting ready for the season. And, I'm, you know, I'm a comic book nerd. I mean, I have, you know, a podcast where we talk about comic book stuff and nauseam. And I'm a huge Batman fan, and uh, that mask is actually a replica from the Dark Knight Returns comic from the 80s, which is, like, the best comic book of all time. And it just happened that blue matched the Mets blue perfectly. And I'm like, oh, man, that'd be so cool. Like, just wear it to the games and support Harvey. And uh, I didn't realize how difficult that mask was going to be. It was (laughs) It was like choking me all the time. It, it looked was, so it was, freaking tight, like it so was uncomfortable. So tight, and he wore it on like a super hot day. I'm like, John, how are you wearing that uh, right now? You wore now? that in, in Pittsburgh. Oh my Pittsburgh. god, we lost that game too. That yeah, was no disappointing. <laughs> Today, yeah, that, that was, day, that was Harvey's worst start of his career up to that point. And we're there, and obviously, you know, the Boo Birds come out like, Ding. "Oh, you guys are bad luck." I said, "Obviously again." Yes. Oh wow. Um, so yeah, I, I give you major props for rocking that. I forgot. I just remember getting a migraine and just hearing bombs go off when the Pirates like were hitting home runs. It was a mess. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I can't believe you wore that. that thing on, like I couldn't get it on at first. So I emailed the guy who sold it to me. He's like, "Oh yeah, just put some KY jelly." You got to lube up your face to get in a mask. That's tough to explain. You know, I, I go to Comic Cons and I see these guys wearing full Batman costumes, and it's awesome. And I'm like, "Oh, you know, these guys do it. Why can't I?" I honestly don't know how they do it at the at the Javits Center. Well, at least that's air conditioned, probably. You know, you're not in the direct sunlight. Like, do you remember the email I got from the someone that went to the game in Pittsburgh and they complained that there was too much sun? Do you remember it that? was it was awful. The the weather was like it was so hot. It was a I fun trip, but it was just it was bad. Yes, the email said that we have to start finding seats that are in the shade. They were so oh, angry. No. <laughs> yeah, that's what you don't want to hear. And I wrote back, I'm like, listen, you know, I'm trying to be nice here, but I cannot control mother mother nature. Sure. And nine times out of ten, you want to be outside on a nice, beautiful yeah, day. That's the point of going I can't outside. plan what the weather's gonna be like in Pittsburgh six months ahead of the game, you know, but whatever. Anyway, Salazar. Keep the faith. Keep doing your thing. You want to? You want to? Uh, Wait, can I? Can I plug something real quick? We actually have an episode coming out next week where me, Miles, and Andrew will be reviewing the Dark Knight for the ten-year anniversary. No way. So oh. we will answer the question: Is the Dark Knight the greatest comic book movie of all time? Well, so look you, out for that Marvel movie marathon. But do you think it is? You um, gotta watch to I find mean, out, Darren. <laughs> Who's your yeah, favorite? Now. I, I love Infinity War, which is, like it just came on in digital, and I've watched it like endlessly at home, but. Well, like actor, we'll, we'll, yeah, we're gonna watch and we'll talk about it. So check it out. All right, so Riley you got a question before yeah. you leave. Who is uh, your favorite Batman actor? Is it Michael Keaton? Who's your favorite Batman? Oh my God! It's no, it's not Keaton. Uh, actually, it's Clooney. Kevin Conroy, the voice of uh, Batman in the uh, cartoons <laughs> and the video games. Kevin Conroy, he is he is my Batman. All right, there never you go. seen either, but take your word for it. All right, bro. All right, thanks, guys. Let it do. Thanks, John. Uh, last week we said that we were gonna have the free for all. And I think tonight's turning into the free-for-all. This is basically like call, give us a call. We have so much beer here. 
I still have to pack though. Kelly will kill me if we do like a three hour show. So I don't know. You got anywhere to be? Back to work at some point, PGA Championship. But oh shit, I'm all right. Yeah. Anyway, all right. So we got a couple more things to talk thanks, about. Thanks for asking me. I have wait. What do you to want to talk about? No, nothing. Oh, nothing. You want to answer no. the calls? Keep calling. So Lizzie's got to stay. <laughs> there was one. There was one show where like an hour before the Sorry, show, she's babe. like, "You don't really need me here tonight, do you?" And I'm like, "You could have left at like any time you want if you gave me a little bit of a heads up before like where an hour before the show." I don't know. Oh, you were in like a Sweet Sixteen or something. Oh, yes, I was. And then the whole next day, she's like, I think I got food poisoning. I'm like, you didn't get food poisoning. You drank too much. No, no, no. <laughs> I got food poisoning because that was the worst day of my life, literally. Well, you still came to work. so I sure did, and I shouldn't have. Thanks for that. All right, so um, <laughs> next person to get through will play What's in the Box, presented by us. 631-388-5195 is the number to call. Next person to get through will play What's in the Box. Um, we're giving away whatever's in one of these boxes. Also, share the show right now if you want to be in the running for the $20 gift card towards the Seven Line, uh, Seven Line website. All you got to do is share the show or retweet on Periscope Facebook. Uh, per- retweet on Periscope or Twitter. Share if you're watching on Facebook. If you want to uh, be in the running for this stuff and you're listening afterwards on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, all that good stuff, catch us uh, usually at 6 o'clock on Thursdays on Facebook Live and obviously Periscope. But next week, it's going to be an early show, 1 p.m. next Thursday. I don't even know the date, but next Thursday, we are going to be live a little bit earlier. Uh, Let's talk about Miami really quick. If you're watching this, uh, a lot of people don't happen to open the package, Mr. Riley, until they're like on the way to the game. So we do have like a little sheet of itinerary before the outings, the away yep. games. It says, go here, these, these are the specials, and no one reads it. I'm people sure don't, I'm just tweeting you asking what People don't read. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Tezza. People don't read. Uh, and he hates that because like, I, I'm, I'm never going to give that up. Uh, my buddy Tezza years ago used to text me, what are we doing today? I'm like, read the freaking paper. It's <laughs> yeah. right there. It's right in front of you. Open the package and read it. So anyway, this Saturday, we are going to be down in Miami. There aren't a whole lot of things to do around the ballpark. So lucky for us, there is a new brewery in town called Nightlife Brewing Company. And is ju- it is just feet away from the home plate entrance. It is not gigantic, but the Marlins and I guess Miami, the, the area, they don't have a uh, open container policy. So you can drink on the street. You could pretty much do whatever you want out there. They they are in no position to turn fans away, that's for sure, down at Marlins Park. Not to poo-poo it because, you know, the Mets aren't drawing well either. People always think when I talk shit that I'm also not talking shit about our own team. Like, I get it that no one's going to City Field either. Yep. But uh, whatever. Marlins aren't drawing well. And, uh, you know, you can drink on the street right there in the front. And also there are uh, rows of... Um, Food, uh, food trucks. So we're going to have a, a really fun time out there. Nightlife Brewing Company right outside the ballpark. The game is at 710. The doors to the brewery open at 1 if you want to come nice and early. We are going to probably get there around 3 o'clock. And the plan is to take a group shot right around 630 before we head into the seats. Uh, obviously, we don't have to travel very far. There won't be a parade uh, atmosphere for this one, which we like to do on the road games. But we are going to be hanging out for a few hours. Uh, I like those. The parade shots are cool when you take those. Oh, great, great. Yeah, really fun. Yeah. So, you know, we'll take a nice big group shot, head on into the game. I don't think Dre is coming, but I know MJ is. And MJ is like the camera's locked around her neck. And uh, not that I'm giving her a job for the weekend, but I know she's going to be taking photos anyway. So, MJ, if you're listening to this. Oh, you know what? 
she's probably going to be inside. She goes in nice and early, watches batting practice. So I'll, I'll take the photo. Whatever. We'll figure it out. So 6.30 outside the ballpark. Come early if you want to take part in these drink specials. $5 for any draft or canned beer. I was talking to the guys over at the brewery, and they said in order to make things nice and easy for the staff, instead of it being like certain beers are discounted, the, everything's discounted. So damn nice and easy I so that dollar beer thing you posted earlier oh too. my god las yeah. vegas 51s i mean Fantastic. it's new york obviously well you know what beer costs the same no matter where it's being bought right yeah. it should right it has to. so if budweiser selling uh kegs of beer to the las vegas 51s for x dollars a keg of beer usually costs like uh, it might cost more yeah, for it probably does. Well, whatever maybe it's five bucks right. a keg of bud bud light at a bar for a bar to purchase is like 45 50 bucks cheap and each pint they usually charge like four or five bucks there's a 126 pints per keg i think you get your money back super quick super quick so there's no way in hell the mets can't adopt this i'm going to pull it up right now our internet's running a little slow hopefully people at home aren't uh experiencing any delays on their end but um i would take the five dollar beers dude anything two dollars whatever so the 51s uh put up a tweet a little while ago it says only three budweiser dollar beer nights remain on the season and tonight is one of them first pours at 6 p.m and first pitches at 705 that is in obviously in vegas las vegas 51 so not only you know you want people to come to the ballpark you know, and, and the way yeah. the Mets are playing, they're already telling you that Vargas is going to pitch next year. So you got to get people out to right, the ballpark. Right. Dollar beers. Are you telling me you can't pull off dollar beers at City Field for like, what if it's a half hour, an hour? Just like some type of special. Yeah. Get some people in the ballpark. Um, Maybe my, the, the weekday games, especially when no one's going. You know, want to see my favorite reply to this tweet? Let's, let's see it. Okay, so do this, Mets, right? You scroll down. Patrick here. I got to put Patrick on blast. Where is this? <laughs> <laughs> That's the best tweet. That's the best tweet of the day. After you just talked about you know, No, no, look. Yeah. Quote tweet. Las Vegas 51s, right? You see it right there, right? That's back to people scroll, saying. Don't, scroll don't, down. Read, don't read things. Where is yeah. this? That's that's great. Um, all right. So we are going to get to our caller. Hello? Yes. What's up, Ryan in New Jersey? You're, you're uh, our contestant this week on What's in the Box, the Seven Lines favorite game show for the time being. We actually have another game show that we're working on. We haven't release those details yet so if you're listening now you might want to know about that in a couple weeks but for the time being what's in the box is our favorite game show and you are the contestant ryan from new jersey so you have a very important decision one two three or four what would you like oh i guess i will go three all right lucky number three we haven't had number three in a while you get to go to a lot of games ryan uh yeah i uh i actually met you at one of the games recently where we were uh, tailgating. My daughter was wearing uh, her uh, Mr. Met shirt, and she uh, thanked you for making it. Oh, awesome! Oh, you got a you got an orange and blue thing. Orange and blue thing T-shirt. If it's not your size, uh, when you send us your information, let us know what T-shirt size you wear, and we'll mail this out to you. Okay. All right, Ryan. Thanks a lot. Thanks for calling. All right. Thanks a lot. No problem. That was the same prize last time I was here, too. This someone won. Really? And the guy who called, we didn't know it. He is actually in my fantasy baseball league, oddly enough. That's no weird. Oh, yeah. cool. Uh, you know what? I got a tweet yesterday, and, I, and I'm not sure if you paid this person or they're a personal friend of yours, but uh, it was a couple days ago, and like, you know, Life of, what is it, at Life of O'Reilly yep. is coming back, and the guy replied, 
I'll watch anything that has Tim uh, on it. Yeah. Who is that? <laughs> no, it's my buddy Brian. Yeah, it's like my brother. Like, oh, it is? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, this, is this guy a family member? No, or it, a, he essentially is a family yeah, member. Yeah, that's how it is. You, you type, my family for a while, but yeah. Type bros. All right, yeah, so I saw that reply, and I'm like, all right, I don't know if this guy's just shilling for you or he <laughs> really just loved you on the last episode. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh but uh, scare the crap out of me. <laughs> I was talking to someone today. Uh, I don't know who it was, but, you know, the shows have been, you know, people think, uh, Mets stink. No one's going to watch the show. Uh, your numbers probably fluctuate when the team plays poorly, but we don't see the needle move at all, really, uh, throughout the year. I mean, you, our numbers are right there if you look on Facebook. So uh, that's a shouty to the fans and yeah, their, their, their uh, dedication to not only the, the Mets team, but the seven line and the brand and the group and the army. And oh, Brands kill for that kind of following. The loyalty to come back, come back no matter what, that's, that says something right there. Yeah, it's, and it's yeah. you know great for advertisers, too. Ah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, guys, so we also are going to play, not, not even play, but just pick our share winners right now. And then I should probably go pack because I have to leave. And I'm going to be at the game tomorrow, and I haven't even packed yet. So uh, you're going to take care of the Facebook? I'll do the Twitter? Yeah, I'm all set. So just tell uh, Tim, tell me when to stop. Hmm. All right. Stop. Oh, Kim Ward. She's a season, a season ticket holder with us. Uh, that's great. So send her a Yay, message. Yay, Kim, you won. Congrats to Kim. Shouty to Kim. Shouty to Kim. And then Shouty and obviously. Shouty. I love Shouty. I don't know if she stole that from someone, but I think that's absolutely great. Uh, let's pick the retweeter here. This beer is legitimately good, by the way. My first time having it. it is, it's a good beer. It's good. Yeah. Th- it's like Ooh, one of their... I want to have that next time. Yeah, it's one of their... It's a, it's a, put them on the map, that one. I'm drinking the Oyster Bay Summer White House Oh, how Ale. is that? It's good. Not bad. I, I actually probably haven't had a beer I don't like ever. I'm a Bud Light guy. My buddies bust my balls all the time. I'm not just saying that, like, just a shill for Oyster Bay, but, like, you know, like, anything in that fridge, you could open it, and I'm like, oh, I love it. All right, so uh, if either of you guys want to just tell me what to stop. Stop. Shouty to Mark Weber (laughs) at Web61. I'm going to send you a direct message right now. You win. And that's pretty much it. We're going to put it in the books for this week. If you are heading down to Miami, uh, we got Wheeler, Oswalt, and Noah Syndergaard, one, two, and three on the weekend. Mets are fighting to uh, see who's going to come out on top here. They both have 47 wins. It's very depressing. That is the life of the season, uh, life of a Mets fan this season, and it's obviously depressing. But next week, next Thursday, there is a doubleheader. We're going to have an early show, 1 p.m., Lizzie and myself, I don't know if Drew is working that day, but we're going to have an early show next Thursday. And uh, shouty to all you guys that watch each week. We appreciate your calls. We appreciate your, your comments, your shares, your retweets, all that stuff, and uh, all your downloads afterwards. So if you happen to miss the live show, you can always catch it on uh, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, all that. If you're listening on that stuff and you want to be in the running to win this free stuff, set yourself up with an alarm. Watch us next week, 1 p.m. on Facebook and Periscope. Mr. Riley, I appreciate you coming out. Yeah, thanks for having me back. Door's always open if you want to come out. We have eight shows left this year. Appreciate it. September 27th is our last show. Uh, I do want to ask you something that I actually didn't write down here before we turn this thing off. What do you got? The Wilpon and Katz families Mm -hmm. never talk, really, to the press. Ever. Rarely. I mean, Wilpon sat next to Ed Cranepool the other day. They sat in the dugout. They did their thing. You know, whatever. The cameras are there. It's a great publicity thing for them. Do you think that if I extended an olive branch branch to Jeff and said, come on out, sit in that chair right now, 
open the phone lines and take some calls and actually answer stuff directly from fans. So it's not, you know, you're not thrown to the wolves out at like a city field um, season ticket holders, whatever they do with like Sandy and those guys. Do you think you would do it? I think you've, Without the phone lines, you're more likely. I think the phone lines might give. But listen. I think that the fans want that. They oh, want absolutely. They want to know about this insurance policy. They want to no, know no about how it. Vargas is already in the discussions for next year. Yeah, I mean, from a PR standpoint alone, he sh- absolutely should do it. Well, I think the Mets watch this show. So if the Mets watch <laughs> yeah. are watching right now and they want to tell Jeff that uh, he can come on between now and the end of the year, we have eight eight episodes left. And you know what, like. Um, you know, I'm a Mets fan. I'll be a Mets fan my entire life. I think it would go a long way with the fan base if you, if you did something like that. Just, and I, just answer a few questions. I've said that a lot of times in the show. You know, I, you I think that some people would be a little bit less um, up in arms and angry if they just had a little, uh, you know, an open conversation and explain to us what the plan is here. Because just a little transparency. Would a be little nice. bit. Absolutely. Right? So doors open, Jeff. You want to come sit down and talk to the fans? Come on out. All right, guys. See you next week. Can we talk about how he's kicking your ass in basketball? Ooh, I almost him? forgot. Yeah. I, I, held, I, I, I held my word. I said I was going to put up 100. I put up 103. Yeah. You don't know what we're talking about. Go check out Twitter. Uh, we have a basketball <laughs> game you, here. Lizzie. I almost forgot about He that. had the high yeah. score two weeks ago. It was 83. Something like that. Yeah. Two days ago, I beat it with no, a nine, 80, nine. 84. It was your high. Whatever. I beat it with a 92. Lizzie and today, knows. he Ooh. fucking comes in with a 103. <laughs> So I got I got my work cut out for me. I next said week. I said it was doing Chamberlain style hundred. Yeah, I'm not gonna be able to go back. home. I'm gonna have to stay <laughs> next week and beat that score. So, and he's Sh- not he's not kidding. Shout it to you. Shout it to you guys. Let's go Mets. It's getting late. Uh, thanks for watching. Have See fun you- in Miami, everyone. I'm so jealous. See you guys in Florida. Cheers, Cheers guys. Shouty. <laughs> Obviously. Ding.